are live, episode 65. I am your co-host, Pisky. I am here with the one and only Godfather. Yo. How are you, Godfather? Well, well, I'll, we'll see. <laughs> we also have a very special guest for you guys today. His passport says Matt Buckhalter, but everyone here definitely knows him <laughs> as Plus EV because we talk about him basically every episode. Plus EV, my friend, how are you? Thanks for doing this, brother. I am great. How are you gentlemen today? Not Don't... too bad. Not good, too bad. To, good to hear from you, buddy. Likewise. The and I, I appreciate the... Uh, I appreciate the shout outs from, from you guys. <laughs> you always find your way into our episodes. I don't know what it is. Like, I, 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 I will be the first one to say that you have been, in my eyes, on a heater on Twitter lately. There's uh, oh. been a lot of retweet opportunity for uh, me being the social media guy here at the Banfield Group. Um, dude, you, you've really put out yeah. some, some really great things lately. And, uh, Putting out some decent numbers lately. The uh, I think my the, the tweets over replacement to the tar I think is uh, is uh, is up a little bit. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You're um, on you're on fire on Twitter, buddy. Yeah, no, I like I like I like your posts that aren't even sports related or sports betting related. You you got you've got that wit down pat. Gotta have an outlet. Yeah, it's. It's spectacular. And I, I've noticed that a lot about content creators out there. You know, they say, okay, sports betting is the steak, but you also got to add the, you know, the vegetables and the potatoes and stuff. You're going to talk about other things to show that you actually are human. And uh, I, I think we do a pretty good job. Maybe a little bit too much of sides sometimes yeah, yeah, with yeah. the Benfield group. Yeah. No, it's not too much. This is this is what makes you guys unique, that you, you are truly, you're sharp, but you're also interesting and entertaining to listen to and with so many podcasts and so much content out there in the space these days and more and more every day you know i think that that's really what keeps me coming back to listen to you guys week after week amazing i appreciate that buddy because uh again being the content guy here um i am still new at this stuff and uh the encouraging words we get from you know, pros like yourself and and other people out there that are constantly giving us the thumbs up. Uh, can't say enough about it. Totally appreciate it, and that's what keeps us going and moving forward. Hundred percent. What's uh, what's going on with you, uh, Mister Plus EV? I saw recently that uh, you were down in Florida. I was down in Florida over the uh, the March break. So my wife's a teacher, so okay. the opportunities to travel are are uh, there's Endless. not as much flexibility. <laughs> so it's it's Christmas, yeah. it's March break, it's yeah. uh, Easter weekend. We're actually going to Disney World for Easter weekend, so that'll be fun. Nice and uh, and it's summer. So yeah, took uh, took the family down to Florida. I hate winter. Like I would yeah. I would live somewhere warm if it was practically possible to do so. I just cannot stand winter. So it's nice to get out of the cold for a week uh, and just kind of sit by the pool and, and uh, take a little uh, little break that I think we all could use. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, did you get to that Habs game? I saw you tweet out about that you were kind of near the Florida Panthers arena. Um, they were playing the Habs the night. Uh, yeah, so so I think they, they, they're they usually pretty good at scheduling either the Leafs or the Habs yeah. when they know it's a big kind of tourist season, either Christmas or, or March break. Yeah. I didn't get to the game, but 
Um, for those of you who are familiar with the, the arena in, in the Fort Lauderdale area of the, the Florida Panthers, there's a really big shopping mall and kind of bar and restaurant, really cool outdoor area right across the street from the arena. And we just happened to be there anyway, having dinner uh, that night. And so I'm walking from the, the car through the little area and all I see is Habs jerseys everywhere. And all I hear is French everywhere because what people do is they just go, they go shopping. Cause it was really nice. Like, uh, it's, uh, actually kind of like Vaughn mills here in, uh, in Toronto. It's a similar kind of outlet mall to that. It's called sawgrass mills. So all the guys from Montreal, they go shopping, they have dinner and they walk across the street to the gate. So there was just French in the air everywhere. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be a home game. I think they got blown out like nine to three or something. So yeah. you can't, you can't predict everything. Um, but it was like, all right, this is going to be a very, very pro Montreal crowd just because of the time of year it is when there's a lot of Torontonians and or Montrealers, uh, yeah. it's, it's a popular vacation spot and yes. I'm sure the tickets are much cheaper than going to the, uh, what do you call it? The bell center? Bell yes. Center. We're here at the Scotiabank center in Toronto for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think that yeah. Was a team that they scored, was it 10 goals in the first period? It yeah, was eight or cool. yeah, something like that. It was seven three after one, and it was like. <laughs> but uh, no, that's awesome, dude. Uh, I I can speak on uh, being in nice weather when up here in Canada is hell. Uh, you know the the time in Las Vegas was really awesome. Kind of wish I was still there, but uh, Toronto's good too, especially now. Bring in by the way, Toronto's P- awesome. Pisk, I got I got to tell you something. So I'm I'm on vacation with my mother in law, mm-hmm. and my mother in law. Um, speaks a lot of Yiddish and oftentimes when the kids are, you know, getting mouthy or acting up, my my mother-in-law will say, oh, he's, he's opening up a pisk. (laughs) So I had to go and look it up what pisk means in Yiddish. And it turns out pisk is the Yiddish term for loud mouth. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I'm I'm pretty sure this is not the origin of your, uh, your name, but it's a, it's a, it's a nice coincidence that, that Pisk uh, is a Pisk. That is hilarious. And I said, uh, (laughs) I said that, you know, that's probably the uh, Ontario Lottery Corporation that somehow found a way to put that definition into uh, circulation on the internet. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. Okay. We are going to do this podcast without bringing up the OLG. <laughs> or there's going to be sanctions. I'm I, telling I you to right I've now. I've done that enough. All I'm right. Out. I've, Fantastic. I've Thank you very much. I, was, I, I, was I am just... <laughs> sure Plus EV is going, to, is going to respect my wishes. The pisk, I doubt. But anyway, let's move on. I, I have to say, though, Ben, I, I also I, I heard the term strones on this podcast like every week, and I had no idea what it meant. So I had there to. You go. I'm getting a real <laughs> linguistics uh, lesson from, from you guys. So I, I had to go and look up. I mean, yeah, was, you never want to. in Italian? Yeah, yes, it's okay. turd. So you never okay. want you never want to be referred to as such. So absolutely. Okay, very good. You, We're you, you help us here. out, we help you out. Uh, plus that's great (laughs) great story by the way good stuff gentlemen um so today we brought plus on ev on here because if you follow him on twitter and if you aren't you should yes agreed he has dealt with a little bit of issues over at caesar's palace for the last couple months and uh this thing has gotten big and i i'm gonna be straight with you plus ev i i don't know the intrinsic details that's why you're here 
right? Yeah. We want to hear how it went down. We want to hear, you know, what you were betting, how it was graded, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to dive deep into it. And uh, the Godfather and I will, yeah, ask questions as we go along because from my understanding, what they did is wrong. And that's the bookmaker's pisky speaking. This is not the, the sports better pisky speaking. It, it's There's a way to deal with what's transpired and the, the, there's a way not to deal with what transpired. And the Godfather has an experience of uh, what we're going to get into from the Westgate in Las Vegas when we did some of the contests out there. So why don't you kick it off for, for us, Plus EV? Um, just Always. Give us, yeah, what's going on with Caesar? So I, I've told the story you know, in a hundred different places. So I'll, I'll try and keep it short. And if anybody wants more detail, they can go to my website, plusevanalytics.com, where I actually have copies of all the, you know, what my suit, their response, everything like that. But... At a high level, so I, I do a lot of NFL regular season win total bets. I've written about it a couple of times. Um, I think it's one of the stronger edges that I have been able to find for myself over the years. So when the season started, I made a whole bunch of NFL regular season win total bets at a whole bunch of different places. And the typical condition on these things is the team must play 17 games for action. And I think it was with, with, with COVID uh, having come in a couple of years ago, there was a lot more you know sensitivity around what happens if the season gets cut short or what happens if games are postponed, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But now it's fairly common to, to make a bet on a season win total over under, and it says must play 17 games for action. Um, and so the bets in question, it said exactly that on the, on the bet slip and also in their house rules in the section on NFL regular season win totals must play 17 games for action. Okay. So, so it actually said it on the bet slip. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. This, yeah. this is even, this is even more outrageous than I thought it was. Okay. This is Go even on. worse. Yes. No, I, I've got pictures of the bet slips on my website. This is, this is all verifiable. Oh, you know, I'm not making this stuff up. Goodness. So. Anyway, um, and, and you know, as the season goes on, I like to sort of evaluate after every week what, what kind of shape am I bets in? How am I doing? Am I winning? Am I losing? Am I breaking even? And, and so I'm doing this, and, and um, I'm watching the game. I think it, must, it was week 16, right? The DeMar Hamlin game, yeah. uh, Buffalo-Cincinnati. And the guy goes down you know the the ambulance comes out and the longer this thing drags on the more and more you start wondering well first of all is he yes okay? is he okay is he even alive yeah first and foremost. um and, and then you wonder okay well what's going to happen what's going to happen to the rest of this game and uh, even what's going to happen to the rest of the, the season because you know if this guy tragically passes away on the field like that's that's going to have major, major consequences for what happens for the rest of the season. But even if it's just this game, I'm looking up, okay, well, what are all my Bills bets? What are all my Bengals bets? And, you know, assuming this game gets canceled and doesn't resume, you know, what what does that look like? Not that I have any control over it, but I just wanted to know out of curiosity, you know, what the, what, what the, the consequences are going to be. And, it happened to be the fantasy football final as well yeah, for everyone. Too. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about scrambling to come yeah. up with something yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, yeah, anyway, and it just turns out by random coincidence that all of my Bills bets happen to be at Caesars and all of my Bengals bets happen to be at Caesars. So this is the only book that was sort of 
impacted here, even though I had a bunch of bets on other teams at, at other books. So I looked at it and I said, okay, well, I, I have a, I have a Cincinnati, uh, I'm going to botch the actual numbers because I didn't do my research ahead of time, but I have a Cincinnati um, alt that was alive and I think it paid something like plus 4,000 and it was, it was going to be live till the final week. And I had a bunch of others, both on Cincinnati and on Buffalo that were dead, no matter what happened. Like they were already eliminated if, if the season was played to completion. So I'm like, all right, if all these get canceled, well, it sucks that I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to get voided out on the one that I was very live to hit at plus 4,000. I'm also going to get voided out on the ones that I had pretty much already lost. Mm-hmm. And net result, I'm, I'm going to be down a little bit, but not a big, not a big deal, close enough to break even that. You know, it's not going to make or break my season that all these bets are going to get voided. Okay, so far? Yeah, yeah, but I, I kind of don't like where this is going. But... <laughs> Thanks to okay, us. So, so, so obviously, you know what happened. The game got canceled, decided it wasn't going to resume. Season ends. And the day after the season ends, I log on to Caesars, and all my bets are graded except for the Buffalo and Cincinnati ones. All the ones I won were graded as winners. All the ones I lost were graded as losers. All good. The Buffalo and Cincinnati ones were still showing as open. Pending. Okay. So pending, gotcha. right? Yeah. So obviously yeah. they, they were trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe run some of their own numbers. Okay, if we make this decision, here's uh, the yeah. outcome. No, no comment. I'm not I, accusing them of anything. No, okay. Who knows? From from the inside of the sports book, I'm... That, that was knows? definitely Ryan. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. But, um, so I think it was a day or two after that, they finally settled the pending bets. And the way they settled them was the one Cincinnati bet that was live was voided. And the other ones that were already dead were graded as losses. And that got me a little bit irritated. Yeah. Um, no doubt. Not because I, I mean, this is not me trying to angle shoot. This is like, okay, well, I had plus 2,000 worth of equity in the one that was going to pay plus 4,000, and that got voided out. Okay, fine. But then the ones where I had zero equity should have been voided out as well, and it all evens out. Rules are rules. Um, and, and, you know, my first thought was, you know, holy crap, these guys are just free rolling me. They're voiding out the ones that could have won and losing the ones that could have lost. Now, as I found out later, what they had actually done was, if there were some bets that were guaranteed winners. So if I had had Buffalo regular season over, I think it was 11 and a half and they, mm-hmm. that, that was already locked in as a winner. They would have actually paid that out and they did pay it out to other people. I just happened to not have any of them. So it's not as bad as I originally thought it wasn't a complete free roll because mm-hmm. if I had had one that was a guaranteed winner, they would have paid it. I just didn't have any. Okay. But that's beside the point. Yes, yeah, um, it absolutely it is. Yes. Um, the point is that their, their their rules very clearly said what should happen in the case of a team not playing 17 full games, and that is not what they did. And it didn't come to fruition. Got you. Right. So I, I contacted their, their customer support, and I said, you know, this is not, it says right on the thing, must play 17 games, you know, what's going on? And chatter, I got the usual phone call. Uh, started with a chat and I got the usual, we have to, uh, I have to ask the traders. I don't know. I'll get back to you. The usual thing when when customer service gets a difficult question. (laughs) So, okay, fine. Um, and I actually, actually did give me a phone call uh, a day or two later 
And they said basically what I just told you that, that bets that were already decided, they use the term mathematical certainty. Bets that were a mathematical certainty to win were graded as winners. Bets that were a mathematical certainty to lose were graded as losers. And bets that were, um, that could have won or lost were graded as voids. Voids. Okay. Um, did, which did doesn't you, help my plus 4,000 no. uh, to, to get voided out. Did, did you mention yeah. to them that you had it in the bet slip that it said it must play 17? Oh, of course I did. Yes. Um, like how, and, could, how, and, could they, how could they go against that? And so the guy, I, of course, I mentioned this to the, to the, the guy, mm-hmm. and he was a nice guy. And you could tell that he was kind of feeling like he was caught in between a little bit. Mm-hmm. Been um, there. Yeah. So, so he said, basically, this is our trader's decision and this is what we're going with. And, and, you know, when I tried to push back on him a little bit saying, well, what do you mean? Like, how can you possibly justify doing the opposite of what it says right in your rules and what it says right on the slip? You know, I got the usual, you know, so uh, I'm sorry, this is the decision we made. I can't give you any more. You know, I can't, I can't tell you any more than that. That, uh, you know what? Tough one, that man. is, I would expect that response from an offshore entity, something like you know a five dollars yeah. or a bet online or something, where you you know you're not fighting anything, right? Where are you no. going? What kind of where what kind of going? gaming commission is is looking over these guys? And yeah, that's an uphill battle that you'll probably never win. But from a regulated sports book, wow, like wow, yeah. wow. So they that have, they should be <laughs> by the book. That yeah. that brings me to my next uh, my next uh, little step in my quest because I'm like, all right, well, this is obviously BS. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the regulator. They're going to sort this out. Yeah, and, and they're going to help. They're actually going to be a regulator. Yeah, and, and you know, someone actually on Twitter, as I was going through this, said to me something that I didn't believe at the time, but turns out that, that he was totally correct. He said, "You have an airtight slam dunk case, and there's a ninety percent chance the regulators will rule against you." And I'm like, "Come on, how can that be?" These people, like you know, this is their job. How can how can that be true? So anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So so I I, I go to um, iGaming Ontario. I fill out their little uh, complaint form online, and the first thing they do, they get back to me. They said, I can't I can't accept your complaint because you you didn't follow the right procedures. You know you 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 first have to take it up with the with the sports book, and I see you did that, but you did it through chat, not through email to their official complaint handling inbox. You know, so therefore, I can't help you. God, what was the just out of curiosity, plus EV? What was the turnaround on this email to the? It's not the AGCL. It was iGaming first. It was right? iGaming. It actually okay. wasn't that. I have to. I have to look up to find the exact. Uh, like it, they, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't string me along for like a month. I think it was a couple of days. It wasn't bad. Oh, the okay. Actual, okay. Well, the actual turnaround reasonable. time that's reasonable. was reasonable. Yeah, yeah, I have no complaints with that. But you know, they're 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 making me go through hoops. All right, fine. I'll go through hoops. So submit the complaint back through the proper channels. Um, get no response. This is back to Caesars now, right? Yeah, back to Caesars. I get no okay. response. Email. I go back to iGaming. iGaming says, well, you have to follow up with them. You didn't give them enough time. I had let like a week pass. And it actually says in there in Caesars uh, house rules that, you know, you want to submit a complaint, send it to us, give us a week to respond. So I gave them a week to respond, didn't get a response, went back to iGaming. <laughs> And they, and they said, you have to follow up with them. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is, this is your job, iGaming Ontario, not mine. This is where a lot of people usually give up. They're like, I can't take this yeah. anymore. And they just Precisely. 100%. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the amount of money, and, I, and I've been 
roasted on Twitter over the the amounts of money involved because you know they're they're not this is not a it's a decent amount of money but it's mm-hmm. not like it's not like a million dollars fighting yeah, for. but it, it yeah is that was bullshit too this by is, the way this is principle we're do, <laughs> that, we're trying to do principle. what's right here yeah, yeah exactly uh, this, is, this is principle and and it's not just me there are other people in this situation and I want justice not only for me but also for them very right, um, very well said yep. and plus I think EV part, for the people well, yeah and I think I think that's part of the the, the issue because I'm sure Caesars would just, you know, pay me and make this go away if it was just me. But their problem is that there are others who are in the same situation. Going um, as hard as you are, like with, you know, pushing back and, and... Not, I doubt they've gone as hard as, as, okay. as I have, but there yeah. are people who have had bets graded incorrectly mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. mine were. Um, so anyway, finally I get through all the, all the hoops and, and I, I get a response from iGaming. Uh, from an actual person, not like a faceless mailbox at iGaming. Okay. And she says, I'm on the case, you know, let me, let me give Caesars a call. You know, we're, we're on this pretty much. I said, okay, mm. great. Perfect. So th- things got were looking a little up. better at that point. I got my hopes up, which is my biggest yeah. mistake. Um, <laughs> Always is. Always is. Because uh, uh, about a week or so later, I get another email from the same agent at iGaming Ontario saying, we spoke to Caesars. And um, we are satisfied that they graded the bet correctly in accordance oh. with their house rule. Jezu oh, And I'm like, what are you talking about? Mind-boggling. Like, <sighs> so, I, so I go back to iGaming and I say, okay, I'm trying to try to play nice because I can't just rip these people because they'll, they, they'll just never talk to me again. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to be cordial and polite about this whole thing, even though I am absolutely <laughs> steaming on the inside. Take note, Godfather. <laughs> and, and I ask her, okay, can you please give me the reason, the, the justification why you believe Caesars has graded this bet correctly? And she says, nope, you have to go back to Caesars and ask them. Oh, I was going to say, this is going to be juicy because I yeah. feel like this is a person with zero sports betting experience that is going toe to toe with a pro. And uh, yeah, okay, yeah. So Dodge, I went so back yeah, of course. to Caesars and I said, okay. I know you've already settled this, but iGaming told me that I have to ask you for the reason why this thing was uh, was settled the way it was. Yeah. And don't I get a phone call from Caesars from the same guy I talked to originally? And, and like, he must deal with 100 complaints a day because I don't think he even remembered who I was. Oh. He's like, you know, what's your problem? How can I help you kind of thing? Oh, <laughs> you got to start all over again. Start all over again. <laughs> and, and he's like, like he's he's like okay yeah like we went we already went over this like this is how we this is how we settled it and I said okay but but like what did you tell iGaming to get them to 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 take your side and, and it turns out they had there is this rule it's called rule three in the Caesars rulebook and it says I got to be careful I get the wording uh, correct on this that that um, for NFL markets all markets. Bets, uh, the game, game or 55 minutes of action must be played um, for the bet to stand. That's sentence one of the rule. Sentence two of the rule is if a game is postponed, uh, it must be resumed in the next seven days or else bets are void. Okay, 0 for 2. So there are... Hardcore 0 for 2. Their argument is... Because 55 minutes of the season were played, that this oh, bet should what? stand. Oh, yeah, oh stop it. No. Stop it. No. Stop this, this, it. This, this, is, this is what they told me. 
And this is what they told iGaming <laughs> Ontario. <laughs> So, my gosh. This, first of all, like obviously, situation. 55 wow. minutes is not meant to apply to a season-long bet. That's a no, ridiculous no, thing. That, <laughs> it's a ridiculous rule. It's obviously that, meant for single game bets. That is okay? manipulation of their own rule. Ugh. But that that's number one. Number two, yeah. it says right in the same rule, if a game is postponed, which it was, yep. it must be replayed or resumed in the next seven days, which it was not. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the bet is void. So if you read even, even if you by the applicability of this rule, the second half of the same rule would support a void. That's two. Number three, it is a a very well-known principle of contract law. I'm not a lawyer, and even I knew this, that when there is a contradiction in rules between a rule that is more generally applicable, like this one that applied to every NFL market, and a rule that is more specifically applicable, like the one for NFL regular season wins markets, the one that is more specific overrules the one that is more general. And this is not a sports betting thing. This is contract law 101. Oh, wow. Okay. Everyone knows this. Always learning. No, I didn't, but yeah, thank you for teaching me this. (laughs) So if you're ever in this situation, and I forget the legal name of this rule, but it's a... It's whenever there is a contradiction between a general rule and a specific rule, the specific rule takes takes precedent, takes priority. Yeah, priority. Right. There you go. Yeah. Anyone who is involved in drafting contracts or evaluating rules um, should know this. Okay. So I said, okay, like I, I have, not that I want to spend any more time on this, but like I, I cannot allow this injustice to to stand. It's yeah. personal. So, it's personal yeah, now at this per, point. Now it's personal. Well, he's fighting for all the other betters yeah. out there well, as that's well. Yeah. Both of those yeah. things. Yeah. So, so, oh, but... so I said, okay, I'm suing. I'm suing these guys in small claims court because hmm. there is nothing. iGaming Ontario is a regulatory body. They are not a judiciary body. So they they nothing nothing in my terms of use with Caesars prohibits me from suing them in regular court and the the decision from iGaming Ontario is not binding in a court of law because these guys they're just a they're just a couple of guys who are regulators they have no just judicial authority okay so I can sue these guys in small claims court and I did um well done basically using the story and the arguments that I just uh outlined Mm -hmm. for you So serve my lawsuit and the, the, the rule in small claims court in Ontario is um, the, the, part, the, the defendant has 20 days to file a defense. And if they don't file a defense in 20 days, you can go to the court and request a default judgment. So basically saying, I, you know, I, I, the, the, I, I'm the winner of the court of the, of the case and now I have to try and find a way to collect, but I'm legally entitled to, to collect what I sued for. Okay. So it's day 20 and I'm, I'm all right, all right, these guys are just not bothering with a, with a defense. And now, you know, I've, I've got to get my uh, application for default judgment ready. I got to try and figure out how I'm going to collect from these guys because that's another kind of hassle. So I'm getting ready for that. After Good on you for sticking with this, by the way. This is incredible. incredible. Yes, I'm yes. pot committed to use a poker term at, uh, at this point, so I'm not stopping now. And it's also a good story. Like I, I like creating content, maybe not mm-hmm. as much as you guys do, but I, I enjoy it as well and telling my story. And at mm-hmm. this point, you know, it's not very often that you have 
the facts and the law on your side as clearly as I do in this case. And I'm not mm-hmm. just going to let it slide No, this, um, because it's a good story to tell. It's brilliant. And I'm the one that has to do this kind of stuff for us here at the Banfield Group, going after bookmakers when they stiff us or going after you know, someone like Caesars, if they change a rule or, you know, just stupid shit, I have to do all this. So I know exactly what you're dealing with and I appreciate it because yeah, not many people will go this far. No yeah. So, so just to, to, to finish off the story, the, the afternoon of day 20, the last possible minute I get their defense from, and it actually came from um, a law firm, a big law firm in Toronto, like one of these big, expensive Bay Street law firms. So they're not mm-hmm. screwing around. Like they, they called in the heavies wow. to, to deal with me on uh, on this one. And how did they send it to you? Is it a phone call? Is it an email? Uh, it was through email. Email. Okay. Yeah. And I've, I've posted it on my website. Anybody can read it. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I glimpsed through it, but there were a lot of big words in there that I didn't yeah. understand. So. <laughs> what kind I, of a I'm, consigliere I'm, are you? And I'm not going to... to comment really here and tell you why I don't buy their arguments. And the reason I'm not going to do that is something that they put in their defense and they put, okay, you know, plaintiff uh, wrote this article saying blah, blah, blah. And plaintiff appeared on Gambling with an Edge podcast and discussed this case. And they they really didn't draw any um, inference from that. Like they didn't say, okay, well, here's what Matt said, and here's why we don't agree with it on this podcast. They're just like, okay, Matt appeared on this podcast. You know, Matt sells a sports betting uh, class. Like, none of these things have any relevance to the case. They just stuck them in there, kind of non sequitur. Yeah, I don't know if they're yeah. trying to intimidate me or what. Yeah, anyway, I was just, I was just about to say, sounds like intimidation to me. Anyway, it, it it's it's proof that these guys know exactly who I am. Yes, know my stuff know my writing, listen to my podcast appearances. So I don't want to say anything on here, um, you know, to to sort of tip my cards as to why I think their arguments are legally and factually invalid, Mm -hmm. even though I do believe that they are invalid. Stay tuned. Yeah, that's fair. It keeps us us all good. In terms of what happens next. On an edge, I love it. I, I, I... I actually, so I, I've been to small claims court once in my life, and that was when I lived in a condo and I parked my car in the parking garage in my spot in the condo. And I woke up one morning, came down to my car, and there was this white shit on the car. What? And you could tell, like, I'm not a forensic engineer or anything, but you could tell <laughs> from the drip pattern of the white stuff <laughs> that it's something had dripped down from the ceiling of the parking garage. Okay. And they were doing repairs on the swimming pool in the condo, which just Ooh. happened to be right above my parking spot in the in the garage. Oh, I had a problem like this in uh, Vegas. Yeah. I was taking a shower, and uh, all of a sudden <laughs> I get a knock on the door from the maintenance dude, and the shower was leaking into the underground oh, no. parking lot on the, one of the cars. Someone complained. So, <laughs> so I go to the condo board, and I have pictures, and I have evidence, and I'm like, this is obviously your fault. You know, you can pay me to, to get my car repainted because it didn't just come off like it was oh, I don't know yeah. if it was paint or chemicals or what it wasn't the kind of thing you just scrub oh, off with, gotcha. with, oh, with water it corroded your paint yeah so I'm oh, like I'm getting my car repainted and you're paying for it and you know how condo boards maybe you do or you don't know how condo boards are but they kind of hemmed and hawed for a while you know we'll have to we'll have to discuss with the condo board it wasn't a big amount of money and eventually it came back with an offer we'll pay half of it 
<laughs> and I'm like, no, you're, you're not half responsible. You're a hundred percent responsible. Yes. So, um, I sued them in small claims court. But you had to be su- successful. <laughs> well, that, not that to know one, your business, bro, bro. <laughs> well, it didn't, it didn't get there because as oh, soon as okay. they got the lawsuit, they said, okay, we'll pay you what, what we owe you. And that oh, was the end my God. So all this is to say that I have never gone this far, as far as I've gotten now, where a defense has been filed. So I'm not all that familiar with what happens next. I believe there's something called a settlement conference that the court will schedule to try and get us to a settlement before we have to go in front of a judge. Um, I have no idea how long it takes to schedule that, what happens in that conference, how it works. Um, but I look forward to, to going through it. And as long as I'm not bound by any kind of confidentiality, you know, I will share with my listeners and my followers everything that I am legally allowed to. So follow, follow along with me on this journey. For That's- sure. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, you know what? It's, it's, I think it's a unique story from the standpoint of the NFL season was, let's face it, was marred by this incident. And I truly think that the way it went down really put everybody, I I think so many different entities didn't know what to do. The NFL included. Like, you know, we spent 48 hours after the game and then like it was apparent to most of us that they're not playing this game anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, even the NFL got some, you know, some flack from its own teams where the Bengals scoffed at the at the at the fact of having to play on the road and and or a coin flip to determine who was going to be the home team like it just was a mess it, it was a very difficult awkward situation yeah. and there there are I, I have no opinion really on what whether the nfl's choice course of action was right or wrong yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, precisely I'm we're not talking that. about that yeah i am just saying that okay given that that's what happened and given that the rules of the sports book are very clear on what happens yeah you know yeah to this this shouldn't be all that controversial yeah precisely how do you find yourself here (laughs) so plus ev do you know if there's been any other sports books that have dealt with this in a similar way or is it just caesars from what you know from my personal experience only caesars i okay i don't i i I would i would think that if other books had done this that it, it would have come out by now but that that's really all yeah. uh, hearsay. I mean, any listeners, if if, um, yeah. <laughs> if your books have treated this either the same or or differently compared to what Caesars uh, has, I'd, I'd like to know. It's just it just so happens that that all the books I had, with, well, the bets I had with other books were just were not um, Bills or Bengals, so I have no firsthand knowledge. Oh, there you go. Gotcha. Well, yeah. I know for certain one sports book in Las Vegas uh, dealt with it the proper way. And okay, it didn't work in our favor because uh, we joined uh, the Westgate's regular season wins uh, pool. So you had to choose every single NFL team under or over. They gave you a number. And the Godfather did the best out of our group. And he had both the Bills and the Bengals over. Over. Which were both wins, correct? They were wins by the time that this game got canceled. Now, wins. If, if they would have settled the Caesars way, the Godfather would have cashed in the Westgate regular season wins yeah. contest. Wow. Top five, top yes. five finish for sure. 
Yeah. Top five, dead or alive. There it is. Um, he finished. Okay, so the the I think the the fourth spot or the fifth spot that got paid was twenty points. The Godfather had nineteen, and they subtract. So basically, they voided Buffalo and Cincinnati. Yeah. So he landed so, on nineteen. So, right? They did it the proper way, which is unfortunate in this circumstance for us. But they're void. But, Whether you know, you're up or down, it doesn't matter. Void. Didn't play the full seventeen. How did it say in their game? in their contest rules? This is what happens if they don't play a full seventeen. Yes, it did. Okay. Yes, it did. I, I yeah. I, w- I went scrambling <laughs> to find that fucking piece of paper. Let me tell you, because I'm way too competitive to take shit sitting down as well. And my beef is this: f- for this contest, I would like to see the five people that finished ahead of me. If they what did, they did on yeah. Yeah, what did they have? Because if they both had Cincinnati and Buffalo over, then the Godfather's going to shut up. (laughs) But if they've got Buffalo and Cincinnati under, and it just got, you know... You could have leapfrogged them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Anyway, okay. Well, shout out to our uh, buddy Adam Orphan. We met uh, Adam at Bet Bash last year. He was one of the guys that cashed in it. I think he was way ahead of you, though, Godfather. I think he had 23 or something. I think he finished second, okay. if I'm not Listen, mistaken. Good for um, him. The, I'm gonna, the guy I'm you want to target is Fezzik. <laughs> yeah. Fezzik finished with 20, and I'm sure he uh, had... Uh, oh, it was Fezzik who... Uh, Fezzik cashed who in it. Yes, he did. He, you know, yeah. he likes to make uh, notice of that uh, on social media whenever he does something special. Like, I, I don't know. This guy, I think, won back-to-back super contests. So, you know, he does have some sort of platform to stand on yeah, well, he, he's been in the uh in the spotlight lately for his minus 4500 uh yeah. loser yeah. in the first round i I've i won't, seen I won't talk about that uh yeah, yeah, i talked yeah, about yeah. that a lot on uh, circles off this week so okay anybody yeah. interested in that I'll, I'll, I'll give that episode a plug yeah sweet uh we love the guys over at circles off uh i had a great time with johnny and rob definitely support what they're doing over there um caesar's in my experience out in Vegas, so plus EV, I have, I have a question for you. Um, I, I couldn't win there. But here's the funny thing. Uh, from my bookmaking experience, I can look at a sports book and I can tell if they're sharp. Right? So sometimes just the way the cookie crumbles, you're putting your plus EV mm-hmm. plays in and things just aren't working out. Variance, yeah. whatever. Right? And I'm like, okay, eventually we're going to get these guys. A place like Circa... I can see just by the way they move their numbers and where their number sits when you're looking for things to bet on the board. I'm like, no, these guys know what the hell they're doing and you better be careful with them. You really got to be solid to beat these guys. right? Sort of like a pinnacle as well. But I did not get that feeling from Caesars. Now, we couldn't keep a balance there. All right, I've said it on past podcasts. They beat us mm-hmm. this season. Uh, my question to you, Plus EV, is do you think Caesars is a sharp book? Do I think Caesars is a sharp book? Probably not by the the standard definition. They're not in the same league as as Pinnacle and Circa. Mm -hmm. I would put them a notch or two above the DraftKings and points bets of the world. And I actually, until this whole thing happened, I had no issues with 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 Caesars. They 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 took a good bet. Their point system is quite generous. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I. I, I like them. Um, now, yeah. they've done a couple other... I'm not the only situation. They've done a couple other things that are uh, 
a little bit egregious. So my friend uh, Elihu Foistel, who's a really sharp better, written oh. a book. Um, he had a dispute with with Caesars, not the same as me, but something around a Super Bowl prop where there's something about will a team convert a, a third down and whatever number of yards. And it wasn't quite clear exactly, you know, how it would get settled. So before he bet it, he went to their customer service and asked them, okay, if such and such happens, will that get created a win or a loss? They gave him an answer. The bet actually huh. settled the opposite way. He went back to them and they said, well, you can't trust what our customer service says. So <laughs> he went fantastic. to gaming. He went to gaming in, I believe it was Indiana. And he reached some kind of settlement that was somewhere in between the full amount of his winnings and zero. But what Caesars did was they, they paid him his settlement in bet credits that could only be used in Indiana within 48 hours, I think it was. And he oh was, he happened to be away from home, I guess, that, that weekend. So he lost them. So he had to go back. I think it actually ended up, he, he said, I didn't say exactly what, but he tweeted again saying it's all, it's all dealt with. But he had to go back to either Caesars or the Gaming Commission or both, I don't know, to say, wait a minute, like even, even the settlement you know, they, they tried to, uh, to, to, to pull a fast one. Jeez. So wow. that's one. Uh, the other thing Caesars ha has, has started doing that I am not a fan of is in Ontario, they are charging extra VIG. You look, you go to Caesars, Ontario, and you look at their NHL lines, they're 115, minus 115 aside. NBA, NCAA, minus 117 aside. Major League Baseball, I think they're 117 what? Well. NFL, they're 110. Standard one standard is 110. And they right. are 110 for NFL. Um, and back, this, back what, yeah. th this is pregame. This isn't live? This is pregame. This is pregame. And this is only oh in Ontario and I think what? also Tennessee because Tennessee has some stupid rule where you have to have a, a minimum hold for the, for the regulator. But Ontario has no such rule. They're still charging extra VIG um, only in Ontario with, uh, with, with, with Caesars. What? And so yeah, really, even crazy. before... I, I didn't tell you this. I, I lost my account at Caesars. They, they banned me from betting and they didn't, you know, it was the usual senior management decision. They didn't tell me exactly why, but you can probably put two and two together. Um, is, but even yeah. while I had my account at Caesars, the only thing I could bet there was NFL because I'm not, I'm not paying 117 or 115. Yeah, today. no, we, we talked about this last episode. You don't stand a chance if you're laying 118 one, or, or above, right? But forget yeah. it. You, you, you might if the if the lines are are weak enough. Shout out to the OLG. Um, but, <laughs> we weren't going to go sorry, there. Sorry, 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 sorry. I need a mulligan on that. Um, but Caesar's lines, you know, well, they're not as sharp as Pinnacle at Circa. They're, right. they're good enough that you, you, you can't beat them laying 117 or 115 in, wow. in most cases. Yeah, I, I had no idea. So there you go, everybody. They are a predatory book like everyone else out there. Plus, EB was shown the door. Now, was this after your complaint? Or it was. To? Okay. It was, it was oh. after the complaint. And um, not because of the complaint, obviously. Right? I, I, I don't. I, I don't know what it was because of. I did okay. win a fair amount of money there on NFL season well, totals, and that they would Love. have realized that at the same time this complaint was going on. So who am I to say whether it was A or B or a combination of both? Right. I, I do agree with you in terms of their uh, rewards program. That was the best rewards program to deal with in Vegas when I was there. Yep. Uh, we got to Diamond Plus status, which is pretty nice. Um, that gave us uh, no resort fees, some comp nights, a celebration dinner, 
uh, free parking at any Caesars property, and my favorite, the four complimentary cocktails daily that I'm sure they expect people to just take advantage of when they come in for a weekend. But hey, Pisky was living across the street, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, that Good was that was a lot of fun. Where yeah. where did you get? to on the tier level plus ev were you able to I'm get di- it high I, I, i'm diamond elite i don't know oh. if I still am. like they, oh. they, haven't, they haven't explicitly taken away no no um, but I, I stayed at caesar's palace for free when i yep. went there with my family last uh last summer and Beauty. when i log on to the website i can't bet but my status is still there so i don't know how long uh Fantastic. I'm obviously going to lose it next year because I can't bet so you I can't, can't yeah you can't, can't give the amount of action points, but you yeah. the way it works is once you earn it you keep it for the rest of that year and the next year and then you, know, you have to okay I have to I have to earn it again in 2023 to qualify for it in 2024 gotcha and that's okay. going to be impossible yeah. I'm not going to be able to play. yeah exactly yeah. but so, no definitely beneficial uh, Godfather you have a question yeah no I was just going to say it really sounds to me like it was a good relationship that you know at least to my view uh, has unnecessarily gone gone sour here that kind of happens with every sports book out there you know we've had tremendous relationships with bet365 in the past until they get annoyed and like okay get the hell out of here and then there's no relationship anymore. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I think that's the state of the industry. These it days. is. And, and I think we're going to oh, talk 100%. about this in a minute. But yeah. Like, yeah. This, this is not, this is, I mean, Caesars did something that was arguably illegal. But other than that, in this case, like the, the, the level of customer service and the brush-offs and the management decision, this is not unique to Caesars. Everyone does this. Mm-hmm. Almost mm-hmm. everyone. I mean, guys like Circa are, are um, the outliers in the industry. But, you know, most books are going to treat you like garbage. Um, no matter yeah. what. And and I I was, you know, maybe a f- false belief, but I was under the impression that this was going to change once things were regulated because how could they get yeah. away with this? You know, customers number one. But no, it's exactly the same way as it was when, you know, we've been dealing with all the offshore entities all these years. One last question about that rewards program plus UV. Maybe you know, does it work at Caesars Windsor? I don't know that my hunch is yes, but I haven't been to Caesars Windsor since I was like nineteen, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Godfather and I need a place to go drink some complimentary Negronis, so that's why I'm asking. <laughs> question, my guess on that would be no, because I think there are very strict laws in Ontario about whether you can give away drinks for free. Oh, yeah. So I'm I would. Gonna... I would. I'm, I'm no lawyer, and I'm no alcohol regulator. My guess is even if the status is valid. You will not be able to get free drinks in Ontario. I believe that is an alcohol uh, liquor thing. control regulation. Yeah, but well, speaking, don't take my word for it. Speaking that sucks, but if true, that sucks. Uh, speaking of the AGCO, did they get involved in this at all with you? So the AGCO is, is they, I, I believe, they're kind of the parent organization of iGaming Ontario. So when I dealt with Correct. iGaming Ontario, I was I was kind of dealing with AGCO. I, I didn't reach out to AGCO directly other than it's funny the head of the AGCO just randomly followed me on Twitter one day so I DM'd him and I just <laughs> I didn't even say anything I just said hi how are you no response and that was, yeah. that was the end that was the end of my communication with him so, okay oh, yeah yeah Trying he's not friendly. following some people don't want to talk okay fine <laughs> that's uh that's pretty hilarious interesting uh, <laughs> I know you're not going to like this, but that's kind of what we noticed when I posted those crazy ass ticket videos of all all over my condo. 
there seem to all of a sudden be a lot of hits on our website, the Banfield Group website, from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. I don't know. Maybe just a coincidence. I don't who knows? <laughs> Those were easy shots. We're not, we're not getting deep into it. Okay, so next question, or next thing we want to get into here, gentlemen, is industry regulation. You know, we won't go too deep into this because our last episode was basically in, about the entire industry and how it needs to be regulated better. I, I liked one of your tweets here, Plus EV, and let me just dig it up. Um, now, obviously, I X'd out of it in the middle of this conversation. Um, <laughs> There's just so many you, good ones. You, have you to always do it. this. I know. <laughs> I know. I do always do this. Uh, <laughs> Um, there's one about uh, the easy solution for gambling ads. Where is this? I just retweeted it. There it is. I'm going to read it there out it for you guys. An easy solution for gambling ads. Don't allow them to say or imply that you will win. I like that. Want to advertise that ha- having a bet makes watching the game more enjoyable? Go for it. That's yep. true. Yeah. But no shots of happy winners or no making it rain. Same for lottery and casino ads. Standing ovation to this tweet. I, I love it. And so this is my, my this is where I'm coming from on this because people might say, oh, you know, you, you you're you're being uh, you know nanny state. You know, people that have freedom, blah, blah blah. Okay, I'm 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 all for that. Here's the hypocrisy on this though, because when they kick out sharps, which they have every right legally to do, and you question them on it, they say we are not a, a source of income. We are not meant to make you money plus EV analytics or to make you money, Ben Godfather, or to make you money, Pisky. We are here for recreation. That is why we're here. And if you are trying to use us as a source of income, you are not using our product in the way we intended for it to be used. Okay, fair enough, fine. Your advertising in that case should show people enjoying the product recreationally, not not making money making Correct. money they're Correct. trying to have it both ways when they're talking to losers oh yeah you can make money you can make money easy money people throwing bills around you know yep. jumping up on the couch oh i won i won i won yeah. but when it comes to actual winners oh no, no no we're not we're not we're not about that we're not about winning you know we're about having fun but nobody in the commercials i mean they're having fun because they're winning but they are not highlighting the recreational use of their product in yes. their marketing they are highlighting, here's a guy who won his parlay. Don't you want to be like him? Precisely. That's the hypocrisy. I, I, I'm in the minority in this, and I, I, I get flack all the time for, for this point of view. But I, I am supportive of Rec Book's right to limit and ban winners. And, and people don't like that, but I think it's a reality because let's say starting tomorrow, you couldn't limit sharps anymore. You have to take sharp action. Mm-hmm. What do you think would happen to points bet? Do you think they would all of a sudden learn how to be a bookmaker? No, they don't know how to do it. And they're not going to know how to do it tomorrow if the law changes either. What's going to happen is they are going to bleed and bleed and bleed and die eventually. Mm -hmm. In a world where sharp action must be taken, there are maybe two or three books that could survive in a world like that. So if you create a world like that, you will have two or three books in existence, period. And that's not a world I want. I would much rather have a wide selection of books 
and accept yeah. that, yeah, I'm going to get limited sometimes, you know, shit happens. Mm -hmm. Because I think the alternative is you're going to get the, the worst books are going to go out of business. Even the sharp books, it would be very much to their advantage to consolidate, to acquire each other or to merge in, a, in an environment like this. And you would get a situation where there, there's maybe only one number for a game. You don't like it, don't bet it. You have one number, take it or leave it. Mm. I, I would fare mm. much worse in a world like that. I think you guys so, do too. Yeah, absolutely. And I do yeah. not want a world like that. That's an interesting point. I don't like hearing it. <laughs> I'll be straight with you. I really don't like hearing it. Um, but what about something like the full dog brought up in the past, where if you're taking a maximum bet, let's say it's a million dollars from Drake, you have to take a minimum bet. So we're not saying open the floodgates and let the sharps do whatever they want, but a certain percentage. Does that not seem fair? In, in theory, yeah, but there's easy loopholes around it. Okay, so you say only Drake can bet 5K. Okay, Drake's going to get bet 5K, and they're not going to move the line, and they're going to let him rebet it over and over and over again. Well, he hasn't bet a million on a pop. You know, he's bet 5K, you know, 200 times. So it, it, it's, a, it's a nice idea, but I think it would be impossible to actually enforce. Hmm. There you go. Because that, that's what we've been screaming about is just like, let's have a minimum bet. Right? You give everyone a dime. If you're deemed sharp, you, you get that tag, but you're allowed to do $1,000. I think that's how they do it in Australia. Don't quote me on that. Do you know anything about that, uh, Plus TV? Uh, I don't want to speak too much out of turn about Australia because I think it may only apply to certain markets. Oh, uh, no. I, I don't want to talk about things I don't know too much about. Yeah. But I think, I mean, even that, yeah, you, you could maybe have a world where that happens, but then... You know, you get you get a sharp, and he's got fifty accounts, and he's getting a dime a pop fifty times, and now yeah, all of a sudden, there you go. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's again, it's it's hard to actually do in reality. Mm -hmm. I, I think, um, and again, I'll I'll agree. I I, I like I, I like how you've uh, eloquently stated your point as far as the differences in how the industry will change in regards to you know, limiting betters. But I just think under, well, at least in this first year of the regulated market, it's the arbitrary nature of some of these limits that are mind boggling. And if if I can only get $40 on a prop bet, 40. And this mm. is at a, at a book that I'm down and it's immediate. It's like five bets and now you're, you're limited to 40 and I'm not even up in the book. Yeah, that, that's so, what's your opinion like on that? that. I, I don't get that. My, my opinion on that is I don't like it, but I can't think of a good way around it. What number are you going to put again? What number are you going to put out there? That's a fair number that you want to give people. And I think that the way the way you deal with that, Mr. Godfather, is you shame them. You say, OK, well, I'm going to take my action somewhere else. And I'm going to use my platform to make it known that, hey, all these books advertisements is they're 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 just straight deception. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and and because they they they, you, they make you think you can win. First of all, um, and this is the other tweet that that I think uh, got some some action recently. This is not about knowing sports. They make it seem like, hey, if you know sports, you can win. Yeah, absolutely that's, not. That, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the, you, you, they, make, they they sell you a bill of goods, mm -hmm. and 
in a way, it's actually more dangerous than alcohol advertising or cigarette advertising, because at least if you're drinking or smoking cigarettes, you know it's unhealthy and you're making a choice to do it anyway. And you know, if you get lung cancer because you smoke two packs a day, okay, well, you mean you, you that, that was your choice. Yeah, good point. But there's yes. so much deception in mm -hmm. gambling advertising. It would be like, Ugh. here's a tobacco ad that says, you're not, you're not gonna get cancer if you, if you smoke this. And you smoke it, you get cancer, and you're like, "Wow, well, we yeah. we uh, hello." Some some people might get cancer. We we meant that not everyone is going to get cancer. Like that's sort of what we're dealing with here. Yeah, hundred percent. Let me read that tweet uh, for everybody because this is one of my favorite tweets of all time. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled is convincing people that sports betting is a contest of who knows the most about sports. And we read it last episode too. Fuck, we'll read it every episode because people have to learn this. <laughs> people have to know this. Yeah. I, Put yeah. on a shirt and wear it to bet that. A, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what so a great this, idea. <laughs> this is what they're trying to sell people. And, and, and again, this, this one got a little bit misinterpreted again by some of my favorite trolls. It doesn't mean that it, it's useless to know sports. Knowing, on sport, knowing sports no. helps. Yes, but knowing sports and nothing else, you are going to get nowhere. If you yep. are an expert in the NHL, and you don't, so you, you need to, one of two skills to see the sports betting, depending on whether you're top down or bottom up. If you're top down, you need to understand how markets work um, mm -hmm. and how information flows into markets. If you're bottom up, you need to know advanced analytical techniques. If you know both, even better, you can, you can live with one or the other. Knowing sports will help either one of the, the others, but if you know sports, and you don't understand advanced math, and you don't understand market dynamics, you don't have a hope in hell. The only way you're going to win is you get lucky over the short term. Yep. Yeah, short term. Yeah. 100%. I've said that many times in a lot of pieces of content that I've put out, that our biggest strength is our knowledge as bookmakers. Right? We all grew up in the industry offshore. We know how line movement works. We know when people hang a number. We know... When, like, I can't tell you who's going to win a sporting event. I cannot do that. But I can tell you when the odds don't make sense or the probability doesn't make sense. Gotcha. That's our angle, right? And That's it. there's not too, and like Plus TV just said, there's not too many people out there that just go on sport knowledge itself. Like, when if you're, you're watching, like, oh, I've been playing hockey my whole life, I yeah. know everything there is to know about hockey. But nothing else. No, forget it. You're a no loser. chance. No chance. That's yeah. why the people saying that are the ones sitting on the TNT panel or Hockey Night in Canada. Their job is to be sportscasters. They're not yeah. sports betters. So they might have an opinion, just like everyone on the panel of the NFL and the NBA. But they're not sports betting. They're just there for entertainment. Big difference. Well, they're sponsored by the books too. So they're that's another thing. They oh, have a, an incentive not to give good advice, but that's a different topic for a different day. It is. It is. <laughs> the next tweet I want to make mention of again on Fuego, Mister Plus EV. Uh, it's basically what we just talked about, gentlemen. Person A spends an hour diligently re researching stats and handicapping games. Person B picks a team based on which mascot they like best and spends an hour opening accounts at multiple places and line shopping. Person B is in much better shape than person A. That was a great tweet. Because per person A is going to find predictive stuff, but it's already built into the line, unless you're doing something really, really advanced. 
mm-hmm. you know, you're going to find that, you know, home teams have X advantage and, you know, you're, you're on, That's you're right. playing a back to back. So you're, you're more likely to lose. Yeah. All that stuff is true, but you're betting into lines that already know that. 100%. Yeah. And again, let's highlight the fact of how important line shopping is, right? The difference between a six and a half and a seven in the NFL is gargantuan. Yeah, a, little bit of, a little bit of a difference. The difference between winning and losing in the long run. Correct. Um, we're not saying it just to say it. This is this is real. This is this is what you need to know when you're sports betting. And I, I said it again last episode. Sports betting is an art, right? It's not. We we don't just sit here and pick them. It's there's art. There's there's talent involved in sports betting. It's not just based on how much time you're putting in front of the TV watching sports. That is Yeah, and if you want to be an originator in a major sport, like good for you. People do it. It's possible. Difficult. But it is much there's a you have to go 10 levels deeper than, you know, this team has won 3 out of the last 4 and they're at home on yeah. a back-to-back. Yeah. 100%. You need a, a, a hundred times more than that. Correct. Agreed. Um, the next thing I want to talk about, gentlemen, we'll, we'll put that to bed because I feel like we can keep beating that horse. Oh forever. my God. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we could be here for five hours. And we... <laughs> but this is good. This is educational stuff that I'm sure our listeners uh, will appreciate because you're hearing it from the mouths of, of people that have been around the game a long time and some very smart individuals. So, um, yeah, this is, this and is also good me, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's who I was alluding to. Um, one more thing, we kind of dodged the question a bit plus EV. So I had this problem in Vegas and it's happened to us online. The Godfather was talking about it a bit as well. I want to know your opinion on when a sports book limits you or kicks you out or starts fucking around with you, you know, making your bets spin and and not accepting them right away and reoffering and shit like that when the account is down. So it's one thing when you're kicking their ass. Okay, you know, you can make an argument and you know, they're not gonna, they're a for-profit business. But what about when they're down? Is that not like next level criminal? Um honestly no. I, they they have the right to make whatever decisions they want to make. And you could say, well, if if you're kicking me out when I'm down, you know, maybe it's a false positive. Maybe maybe I'm a long-term loser and you're kicking yeah. me out when you shouldn't have. But that's their problem. Like they they okay. If they kick out too many people that are actually losers and they, they miss tag them as winners, number one, it's going to hurt them in the long run more than anybody else. And number mm-hmm. two, you know, th- there is eventually going to be a tipping point, and we have not reached that point yet, where enough people get limited. Right now, rough guess, 1% of betters get limited. Just make, made up number out of nowhere. Okay. If that number ever gets to like 15, 20, 25%, I think it becomes a bigger deal in the public consciousness because you're ne- they're, they're not doing anything wrong. They're not breaking any rules. They're not breaking any laws. The way to get them on this is in the court of public opinion. If enough of their customer base says, well, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not going to play at points bet because if I win, they'll just kick me out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you have to get consumers to vote with their feet on this issue because there really is no regulatory solution that in my mind is going to work. Okay. Very well said. I appreciate uh, your opinion on it because you are a little different than the way we think. So it just, you know, opens up the mind a little bit and says, okay, you know what? 
but maybe you, maybe we do have to take the the foot off the yeah. pedal a little bit on these guys. But no, I do want to. Well, yeah, shame, you can point. shame them all you want. That's how. That's I how I do want to shame. Yes, and I want. That's how you them. start getting it in the yes. public consciousness. Exactly, and that's that's what we're here for. That's what yeah. we're going to continue doing until the day we're in the ground. <laughs> so what, what's what's frustrating for me, plus Evie, is yeah, like we have seen, we have heard, we know that. You know, that line is very prevalent. You know, these businesses have the right to conduct business in the manner in which they see fit. The frustration for me and my question mark in my head is, so what is the use or what role does a regulator actually have? Is the regulator only there to make sure that we're inundated with uh, responsible gaming ads? You know, you see what yeah. I'm trying to say? It's I, like I, I if, if, if each operator can conduct their business in a manner which they see fit, what is the regulator? How does the regulator, what role does the regulator have? Because I agree with Pisk and what he said earlier. We were all, at least I was myself included, under the impression that, hey, the regulated world is going to be a great place. Because the things that I know are going to happen aren't going to happen because the regulator is going to keep the operator yeah. honest. So, so my opinion and would be is, somewhere in between on this. Yeah. I, I think that the, the, the role of the regulator should be to enforce the rules and the laws that exist, which they obviously have not done in my Caesars case. Correct. So, you know, iGaming I Ontario, yeah. from everything I read, not just my own situation, but others have been beyond useless in terms of helping anybody with anything. Like I said yesterday, they're they're eye gaming Ontario, not eye helping Ontario. Mm -hmm. um, so they have really done very little of anything, as far as I'm concerned. In general, um, I, I would disagree that regulators are there to help sharp betters protect their right to earn. And I, I do have a lot more sympathy than than you guys do, than most than most sharp betters do to this. Um, because maybe it's because of my day job where I deal with risk a lot. And I understand that if you're, let, let's say you're, you're a shoe store and you're selling shoes, you can control your profitability very, very tightly. You know what your costs are. You know, I'm buying my shoes for 40 bucks a pair from Nike and I'm selling them for 80. And so if that, and if, if I'm not making enough profit at 80, I sell them for 90 and you, you, you know what you're doing all the way through. In sports betting, just like in insurance, what you're selling is a promise. You're selling a promise to pay an amount of money if some event happens or doesn't happen. And in that case, you have much less control and knowledge over what your costs are. And it's very easy when you're in the business of risk to be vulnerable to what's called adverse selection, which I won't go into the technical details of it. Basically, it means you're losing money by accident because you're getting too much action on the wrong side that, that you didn't want to get. And a shoe store doesn't have that problem because they, they don't care who buys the shoes. You know, they know what their costs are. Right. Gotcha. When you're selling a bet, you don't know what the cost is to you of manufacturing that bet. You're, you're, you can estimate it, but you might get it wrong. And that the consequences of getting it wrong are very, very severe when a million people have access to your sports book and they can choose to bet one side or bet the other side or not bet at all. And you have to offer both sides of every game, every sport, every day. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so I do have some sympathy, not to any specific book, to the industry in general. Yeah. Um, and I think they are entitled to some kind of defensive measures against adverse selection. Whether it's limiting, banning, mm-hmm. like there's different ways you can do that. But I am sympathetic to their challenge more mm-hmm. than most people are. Very well, interesting. There you point. have it. Yeah. <laughs> it shuts us up, doesn't it, Godfather? <laughs> we can't bring this guy on anymore. <laughs> well, you're entitled to your opinion you're, as well. Yeah. You, you're banned, Pussy V. Yeah. Well, you, 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 book, you were a bookmaker too, Piss. So you yeah. kind of see how it is. Like you, you need some kind of defensive mechanism. Otherwise, you're just yes, exposed. Absolutely. You're playing defense. The betters are playing offense. You're yeah. playing defense. Now you have, you have minus 110 or plus 110 on your side, and that helps a lot, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, doesn't make you, invincible. you yeah. from yes. adverse selection. It protects you a little bit because it buys you a margin of error, mm-hmm. yeah. but you know, you're still exposed even despite that. Yeah. And I, I don't want to circle back here because we've already gone over this, but I think the part that pisses me off the most is the deception part. Where, you know, they're advertising like, yeah, this is so much fun and you can make all the money and you come in and you do your sports betting and everything's going to be fine and dandy and, you know, everyone's going to have a lot of fun. And it's it's not like that. No, it's, it's disingenuous. Like correct. Yes, it's it's just disingenuous. Like and and like we're, we're we can live with it because we're the, you know, two percent of betters who know what they're doing. Yeah. I'm worried about the 98 percent who don't. Yes. And, and this is where you get problem gambling. This is where you get. The, the most dangerous thing is for someone to think, oh, this is easy. I can make a lot of money. Oh. And then they start losing and losing more. And oh, well, I'm just, I'm just unlucky. I know hockey. Like, of course, I'm going to win. I'm going to throw in more money and more money. And this is, this is not a far-fetched idea. No, not, like, this no, happens every day all the time. Exactly. And that's really what I'm going to try to do with a lot of our content is make people know of exactly how this industry works. Um, yeah. Okay, we said we said before hitting the go button here, guys. That uh, oh, you know, we'll keep it short today. Plusy <laughs> V's got to go soon, so we got to keep yes. we got to keep moving okay. forward. Um, you want to talk about baseball uh, season wins? Yes, the season wins in baseball. I noticed you put that out on Twitter, and you're helping out a lot of people. So I just want to know what exactly did you do with these regular season wins in the MLB? Yeah, it's, it's actually the same kind of model, the same basic structure that I'm using for regular season wins in the NFL to, to much success over the last few years. Unfortunately, I haven't found the same kind of bad numbers for baseball that I did. Like NFL, mm. I could find like plus 600% edges all over the place. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. I'm not seeing that in the baseball market. There's some, there's some decent stuff, but nothing like that outrageously good. Um, so basically what I'm doing is I'm, I'm modeling the distribution of, of how many... Uh, games a, a given team might win. And I'm using a very, very important and very, very underappreciated concept in statistics. And I'll, I'll give you the, 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 the two minute version of it. It's called over dispersion. You guys ever heard of over dispersion? Can't say I have. Sorry. <laughs> Taking you guys to school. All right. So take the San Francisco Giants. They are the, the market expects them to be the most mediocre average team in baseball in total i think is 81 out of 162 games so they the market is expecting them to be pretty much exactly a 50 50 team okay Okay. yep they're going to play 162 games i hope i think barring any uh (laughs) situation yeah so if i was to ask you two my friends um 
this stuff doesn't matter when you're looking at over-unders like of the, of the 81 or 80.5 or 81.5. Over-dispersion doesn't really matter when you're sort of working in the middle of the distribution. It's when you're out into the tails where it matters. You're looking at alts or you're looking at, okay. you know, odds to win the division or odds to have the best record in baseball. Stuff that is more in the tails of the bell curve, if that, if that makes sense. Stuff mm-hmm. that is more outside of the norm. So definitely. what if we were trying to price the Giants winning 90 or more games over 89 and a half? Their total is 81. So it would, it would take, a, a, take some positive variance for them to get to 90 or above, right? Yeah. So if I was to ask my two friends here, if I flipped a coin, so remember the Giants, the market expects the Giants to be an average team. I have no reason to disagree with that. So the Giants are a completely 50-50 average team. If I flipped a coin 162 times and I'm pricing out what are the odds I'm going to get 90 heads or more in 162 coin flips, how do you guys think I would price that? What do you just give, give me a number? Either a percentage or um, American odds. Hmm. What, what would you price that at? Um, over for us, we need our we need our boy full dog here for plus this, something. But yeah, it's uh, plus, there is a right uh, answer to this one. Plus one forty. I think it's higher. I'd I'd say plus two hundred. No, plus a thousand and two. Oh my what? god! Because <laughs> you have you have to you have to exceed your norm by nine. So they're 50-50 yeah. to go over 81. Okay. To go over 89 and a half, you know, it's a pretty far, you're, you're pretty far away from the average. They have to outperform by quite a bit. So it's 9% chance. I flip a coin 162 times. I have a 9% chance of getting 90 or more heads, fair odds of plus 1,002. Okay. Mm-hmm. So far, so good? Yep. Now, what do you think the probability is the Giants, who are an average team, are going to win 90 or more games? So same question. But instead of flipping a coin 162 times, I'm saying the Giants, who are an average team, winning 90 or more games. You know it's 9% or plus 1,002 for the coin flip. What would you say it is for the Giants? Um, well, I'm not fucking answering anything anymore. <laughs> this is great. I'm going to say less. I'm going to say less. Good. Why? Because... Um... Putting you on the spot here. Yeah, I know. Your own I know podcast. I, 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 because of, uh, because of uh, adverse dispersion. Uh... No, adverse. You're just no. making fun of me now. I, I no, no, it's... no. Uh, no, actually, you know what? Quite the opposite. This is, I know you're a math guy, so no, it's. I, I think you want to give me a guess, Pisky, before I tell you? Yeah, I think it's because it has more variables. Like heads and tails can only go heads or tails. But if you're dealing with a, a sports team, there could be injury factors or there could be, they could make a trade for example. Yes, so there's but, more, yeah. more of an opportunity for them to go over the 50, 50. Yes. So, somebody has a breakout season. Something. Yes, yes, exactly. So, so many so different factors. The, the number is 18%, which is double. So okay. plus 450, according to my model, will be fair odds for the giants winning 90 or more games. So twice as and, much as the and, point. And what are you getting out there? That's the uh, I don't. I think this. So FanDuel has a Giants ninety plus. I don't think this specific one was was all that great value. I'm just oh, using okay. it as an example because the coin flip goes with the average team, and they're the most average team I could find. Um, so I'm not saying this particular bet is all that great value. I'm just trying to to explain the math behind it. So gotcha, you, gotcha. you're right. I mean, there's, there's two reasons why why the probability is higher for the Giants than the coin flip. Um, 
One is the probability changes from game to game just because you're playing different opponents. You have a pitching rotation. So mm-hmm. it isn't like it's 50% every game. It might be 50 on average, but it might be 70 sometimes and 30 sometimes. So that increases the, the variance. Mm-hmm. And also you two nailed it that the, we, we know the probability of heads is 50%. Mm-hmm. We are estimating the prob- that the Giants are an average team. We could be wrong about the Giants. We could be wrong in either direction. They could be fantastic. They could be terrible. We yeah. think they're average. We're not wrong about the coin. We know how yeah. a coin works. Yeah. Gotcha. And so the fact that fifth, the Giants being 50-50 is an estimate rather than a known quantity increases the variance and makes um, outlier outcomes much more likely. Gotcha. So I'm happy to know that my plus 200 wasn't completely outrageous. It's closer to 450. Okay, so I was a little short, but it wasn't not, as, not uh, bad for a first timer. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> as high as a plus a thousand. Plus a thousand, yeah. I felt very silly there. I'm like, I'm gonna edit this shit oh, out no. of the fucking yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all those questions that people are asking you, because you said have at her, and people on Twitter have been asking you, you know, certain win totals yep. and and division probability wins and stuff like that. So that is just a number based on your model. Um, sans juice, I would imagine. Cause sans I guess I'm giving you a fair price. So if you can find yeah. better than that, how about it? Gotcha. And if you're finding less than that, probably stay away or stay away. hundred yeah. percent. That would make sense, right? Yep. Okay. Well, that's, that's a fun little tool and I enjoy seeing that. And I, I love the engagement that you got. A lot of people, jumped into that and that's that's amazing i know there was a tweet out uh, this week that people arguing on twitter i i fucking actually an- get annoyed by twitter because of people it's just it's arguing all the time is like, sports that's, betting yeah. a community debate oh, God. oh yeah, a sports betting community debate are we here to help each other or we're not what you're doing community. yeah what you're doing is is completely assisting the people but I just can't believe like the people just fucking arguing about the stupidest yeah, every shit. Every community like, has uh, uh, trolls and haters. Uh, it doesn't mean it's not a community. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> good point. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I really enjoyed that though. So uh, good job putting it out there. Um, just to wrap things up, gentlemen, I know we're short in time here. We got to get plus EV moving in the next eight minutes. So uh, Bet Bash 2023. That's where we met last year, one year ago. Or I guess it was in April this time. It's in August. Uh, that's where we got to cross paths with Plus EV for the first time. We went down to... A nice steak dinner. Yeah. Uh, Barry's? Yeah. I think it was Barry's. Yeah. In the, yeah, uh, in the uh, Circa. In Circa. Yeah. 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 So we had a nice uh, steak dinner there with myself, the full dog, Bean, and Plus EV. Um, are you going to be at that bash 2023? I'm planning on it. I've got my ticket. I got my flight booked. So barring some uh, unexpected catastrophe, I will be there, even though the timing is not that great. And actually, I had a Vegas trip with my family planned for um, the week before Labor Day. Okay. So I'm actually going to be in Vegas twice in in August, which is is not great. But (laughs) I I had the absolute time of my life at Bed Bash last year, just meeting you know, meeting you guys, meeting, meeting people who are, you know, the absolute pinnacle of, of the industry. And it was, mm. it was like sports betting fantasy camp. Yep. And I mm. loved it so much. Nice analogy. Yeah. I, lo- I loved it so much that, that I'm, I'm, even though the timing is quite inconvenient this year, I, I'm going to go anyway. So hope to see you guys there. Yeah, no, for sure. We will be there. Uh, we got a few tickets, not all of them yet. And we're looking forward to it too, because Man, the the connections that you make at events like this, uh, and this one's unique. You know, where else are you gonna do? 
in 45 minutes or whatever it was of speed networking with other quote unquote professionals in the sports betting space. Um, I can't say enough about it. And, and just so much fun to open bars and all you can eat and you're meeting the best of the best. And uh, even, you know, us here at the Banfield group, so many learning opportunities. We took plus EVs course at the last bet bash and learned a ton of shit there. It's, it's just, it's good stuff. And it's so nice to have, our industry come out of the woodworks a little bit because it's always been, you know, behind closed doors. It's always been taboo. And uh, now, you know, thanks to Spanky, shout out to him for, for starting this. It's, it's really nice to get together with other people that uh, otherwise you probably wouldn't meet them because sports yeah. betters aren't guys that are really going out there and, and, you know, waving the flag to say, Hey, I, I'm making money doing this. So it's amazing. The last thing that uh, I have on our list here, gentlemen, is the Circa, who's hosting Bet Bash. Great place. Uh, you know, we've talked about it all season long. That was definitely my favorite place to hang out in Vegas. Uh, they 100%. just started the Sports Betting Hall of Fame, Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, that, that's, that's pretty exciting. But Plus EV, I want to highlight what you put out there on the logo of the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. Love it. <laughs> there's a pad of paper and a pencil and you pointed that out it's a pad of paper and pencil and not baseballs hockey pucks and football I thought it was a calculator was it a pad of paper oh shit you're right it was a yeah. <laughs> it was a calculator <laughs> yes um so again not what you know about sport it's it's a math game that we're playing here guys uh what do you think about that uh, it's it's really fun. Like I think, uh, I mean, the whole thing is a little on the cheesy side, but you know, we'll go we'll enjoy it. There's going to be arguments over, you know, this person uh, yeah. should have got in and this person shouldn't have gone in, and 100%. you know, I, I don't. What do you mean that... I'm not a first ballot entry? <laughs> I don't find that kind of thing particularly all that interesting, but I'll go. I'll I'll, I'll enjoy it, and it'll it'll be a fun time. And I'm, I'm sure the inductees, um, those that are that are alive, will be uh, will be in will be there. So yeah, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, same right. same thing on our end. I, I don't know. There's, <laughs> I think it's going to cause more arguments, like you just mentioned, than it will uh, benefits. But uh, whatever. It's it's nice to have that there, and I'm curious to see what it looks like too. That it should be interesting. Well, it's it's a step to legitimization. I think is what yeah. is what the, the what they're trying to say. Yeah, that's that's yeah. another thing, right? The poker guys have it. Why don't the sports betting guys have it? Yeah, it's just precisely. the thing. The thing with poker, I think, it's a little more. It's a little easier to. Uh, sort of rank it as as opposed gotcha. to sports betting. That's where, right. I've I don't got, know. Is that guy a winner? He doesn't look like a winner. He talks I've, like a winner. Yeah. So I've got ten bracelets. Pisky only has one. I mean, <laughs> gotcha. That's, uh, fantasy football is that what that's for? No, right? uh, names on yeah. The well, and then... <laughs> there you go. Precisely. All right, guys. Uh, we've reached the finish line here. Uh, Plus EV. Before we let you go, obviously, thank you very much for doing this. It's always a blast having you on here. And educating us. We learned a lot this episode, and I hope all, all our listeners did as well. I'm sure they did. Um, why don't you take a couple seconds to uh, just tell people how to find you and what what you got going on in the sports yeah. betting realm. Plug yourself. Right. There's stuff in the plug. Plus EV Analytics on Twitter, plusevanalytics.com. Um, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. This is my second time on. Does, does this officially qualify me? For friend of the pod status, <laughs> yeah, I'm part of the familia with us. I, mean, I love that's, it. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's I got what the, it is. I got the Banfield hat already, and yeah. I'll make sure I, I bring that to uh, to Bet Bash. But I, I I love talking. I love listening to you guys, and I love talking to you guys. Hopefully, we can we can do it again. Maybe we'll do it poolside in the summer. 
at yeah, there uh, my go. casa. That sounds really good. Invitation accepted. Let's do it. <laughs> you bring the gummies. Good. Yeah. Good, <laughs> good luck moving forward with your issue. All right. Stay oh tuned. yeah, yeah, and and keep yeah, definitely. You know, guys, follow Plus EV on Twitter, and he's going to keep us updated as he has through the entire process. Uh, we really want to know what comes out of this because listen. Uh, call it spade of spade. You're right. They're wrong. <laughs> Simple as that. I appreciate yeah. so that. Thank hopefully, you. it uh, hopefully it comes to a resolution sooner than later. Yes. Uh, any last words, Godfather? Oh, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was fun. Change it up a bit. You're just between yeah. me and you and, uh, screaming at each other. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we'll catch y'all next time.